Hello. Oh, hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Excited to be here, ready to go. Oh, yeah. Cloudflare. Right. Woo. Yeah, they're down. They're down today or something. Something bad is happening. <laughs> The whole in, it's a, going on. You don't really realize how many people use Amazon S3 or Amazon services or Cloudflare until mm-hmm. something happens like this. And then you realize that everyone uses them and the whole internet is broken. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's I mean, crazy. One's basic tr- troubleshooting kind of falls apart. And then you go like, oh, it's like it's like when the Xfinity DNS servers go down. Yeah, right. You know, and you've uh, locked your <laughs> locked your keys in, in another set of keys. <laughs> um, boy, yeah, that's real bad for people. Is it still going on? Looks like it is. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I saw one error um, on Fireside because we used Cloudflare as uh, our our CDN uh, or one of the CDNs, and you know, there, there's there's little things here and there. I've only seen one thing come through, and I haven't heard a lot of complaints yet. So. Crossing my fingers, it doesn't get worse. It gets better, not worse. Well, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a double insanity that happens for uh, a garden variety user like me. Which is on the one hand, like you're like, hmm, stuff seems weird, but you know, it's the internet. Uh, weird stuff is like what defines the internet. Like, yeah, this is odd. This thing is acting strange. <laughs> and for me, this morning, I discovered it very quickly when I, um, I know Marco hates when people use the web interface, but I use it a lot um, for Overcast, and mm-hmm. I was getting a gateway error. And just said Cloudflare. Said gate five oh whatever that is. Yeah. Gateway get, get error. And just the word Cloudflare. And that's not his error. I think that's Cloudflare. <laughs> right. It's not him. But like, we <laughs> pretty, pretty close to the metal at that point. I was like, uh oh. And then I went and like I do, I went and I searched on Twitter and Cloudflare, Cloudflare, Cloudflare. So, so that's the one insanity. He's like, oh no, all the stuff. Like, but then the other insanity is when something doesn't work and you, you wonder if that's what caused it and it probably wasn't. Maybe right. just like, it's like, it's hard to know. It starts, it's, you know, it's like that uh, hyper-normalization movie. You, you don't even know what's real anymore. But yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. And it's, I, I guess it's it's one of these kind of bromides that we um, trot out when things like this happen is, wow, really makes you think. But it's true. <laughs> like when, when um, I guess it's AWS mm-hmm. goes down. Is that when all the Twitter pictures go away? Yeah, because they're using, they use yeah, Amazon right, right. storage. Like, I, I just like don't we want to say the wrong do. thing. S3, S3 is what you S3, AWS, I don't, you call it whatever you want. We know what you mean. Yeah, no, but see, then you're going to, you're going to get notes. Um, see, I noticed right now that um, my Amazon voice dingus appears to be doing an update. Oh, <laughs> and of course, my first thought to, is right? Cloudflare? Cloudflare? <laughs> is Cloudflare causing this? Is Cloudflare going <laughs> to bork my firmware? <laughs> like what's, what's happened? It's optimizing right now. Real slow, like mm. um, no, but you 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 are correct, and the internet is correct. It, it is um, it's upsetting when you realize it. You know, it's like Bernie Sanders says about the billionaires. You know, uh, there's like these these companies, and they, and they run all the things. This is really boring. I'm sorry. Uh, it's early. It's very early. Is it early? Anyway, or Overcast is up now. It looks like it's working. I don't know if the syncing is working, but oh, this good. is working. Good. Um, so do 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 follow up. Did you um get? Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Hi. Hey. Um, did, hi. Can I ask you a question? Did you, um, did you um, get any resolution on your iPad keyboard end case for your son? I sure did. And, uh, Ooh, and, and, and here's it. something, here's something interesting. So I'll mm. make, I'll make a little story out of it. Hey, um, you're in a good mood today. A couple years ago, I got one of these, what I'm about to tell you about. So just be calm. It will, it mm. will get there. 
It's not in my nature, but for you. I know, I know. Uh, so a few years ago, I bought one of these when they first came out for myself. And I, I was very impressed with it, but it was a bit bulky for me. And I decided it was a little too bulky for me. And I returned it and I forgot about it after that. And so then... When it was came time to get one of these cases for my son's uh, 9.7 inch iPad, I kind of thought maybe, well, what about that other thing I got? And it didn't, for whatever reason, I it didn't come up in a, in a search and I quickly moved on to something else, figuring that there were newer, better things. Then we talked about it Whoa. on the show. Look at that and thing. across the board, across the board, I got wonderful tweets and emails from um, what, what seems like a secret hidden into the woodwork community of IT people working at, at, at K through 12 schools. Mm -hmm. And there is a huge community apparently of, of K through 12 IT people. And many of them reached out to me and they all recommended the same exact thing. All this of them. This is cool. This is like military grade. Yeah, all of them recommended it. And, uh, and it was amazing because the emails and tweets all had basically the same, the same content, which is we've seen thousands of iPads go through here and we've seen them break in horrible ways. And the one, uh, case that we recommend is this one. And they all said it. And I'm like, are they, are they conspiring together to tell me to get this? Is there something yeah, secret is or some is it street, the street team that gets paid in tote bags Co collusion perhaps, oh. but no, no, it seems that this really is just great. So we, I ordered one of these and what am I, what am I talking about? It is in our show notes. It is called the Logitech rugged protection combo keyboard case for iPad 9.7 fifth and sixth generation bulk packaging, Navy bulk, blue bulk packaging. And it's uh, fifty nine ninety nine, so it was uh, it was like forty bucks or more cheaper than the other one that I got, which we did return once we got this. And it really is awesome. And what this does is it it's almost like it makes it's Logitech, so you know the keyboard's really good, and it is. Mm -hmm. And it fully encloses the iPad and the keyboard. When it closes, it makes it like a solid rectangular squared off brick thing. That's mm -hmm. super strong. It's not too heavy and it's awesome. So thank you to all of the IT uh, K through 12 people who emailed me and tweeted me about this. It is great. I totally think this thing would is perfect and my kid loves it too. He saw it and he's so, so right is, away is he, loves you, it. You're in receipt of this and using this? Yeah, he's been using it for um, not quite a week, I guess, because I got it for him like the end of last. Probably came in on like God, this thing Thursday, looks great. Friday. It's really great. It's it really great. It looks like an old, like a Nintendo device or something. Yeah, it does. It 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 makes it very very strong. It has four foot drop protection, which we have not tested, tested, tested and proven. Yes, and um and the back. So, a it it kind of wraps around and locks. There's actually a little locking piece that locks it into the iPad into the case. And then, then it has like an, a very, very adjustable kickstand on the back so that you can really set it at any angle that you could possibly want. And then the magnet that attaches the keyboard, which also becomes the cover for it, uh, is very strong. And when it closes, it stays shut and it has little almost rubberized feet on it. So you can detach it. the two pieces, is that you correct? Just, yeah, you just separate them. But unlike the other one that I had, which mm -hmm. had weak-ass uh, magnets, this, these magnets are very strong and very nice. And to top it all off, 
uh, what's even better about it is it doesn't need its own charger for the keyboard. It uses the built-in iPad connector, connecting uh, feature smart for Smart Connector, thank you, for charging it. And it has its own built-in lightning charging port that will charge the iPad and the keyboard all at the same time. <gasps> I don't need this, but I want this. No, you got to get it. What's wrong with you? Why don't you have it? Hello? Uh, hello. I get It's awesome, too. Many it's awesome. Things like this but you know what the, well i mean just to repeat what you just said because this is important um like looking at the pictures i like that it's not difficult to tear off the ipad part and just use it as an ipad yes huge because because i mean like with uh, i don't even know which one it is with one of the smart covers i've got you got the key wrap around you flip it over folio style and you get the now you're you got the keyboard under right. your fingers while you're yeah. using the ipad it's like yeah. ugh. i know that's so gross. Wow. Okay. Well, it's in show notes. Dan, uh, where would people find show notes for episode 433 of your Back to Work program? It's going to be at 5by5.tv slash B is in brothers, two is in the number, W is in women slash 433. 433. Three. Yes. Uh, 59 bucks, eh? Hmm. It's worth it. All right. I'm going to think on this. I'm going to pray on this. I'm going to put it on my list. Put I mean, your list. girl probably needs it, right? Yeah, like I say, we got her the incredibly complicated Escher designed uh, <laughs> with Defender, the Otter Otterbox, Otterbox bulk right. pack. That's right. Yeah, which is you know it's it's great. I mean it's it's been it's been real durable. But I'm curious about <clears> this. <throat> I don't need it though. I don't need it. I'm nah, you don't need it. You don't. Need it. I don't need it. Okay, you don't need a um, giant, a fully opposable Spider-Man figure either, though. And you have that, and I'm jealous of that. 150 points of articulation. I know. I want oh, one. so much articulation. <laughs> He's got a little bit um, loose over the years. Oh, Most yeah. Most of us, when we age, we get a little bit tight. He gets a little bit loose. So loose, looser. His neck is a little droopy. Oh. Can He's you fix droopy. that? Can you tighten it up? Is there some... I don't know. What's the opposite of lubricant? <laughs> St stick them. Marriage? You could put a little uh, rubber cement, just dri drip, drizzle some rubber cement in there. What happened what to rubber cement? Do you remember when you take the rubber yes. cement and you'd, yes. you'd make the little ball to out of it? Make an extra hand. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. paint you, your fingertips with Elmer's glue and let it harden? Mm -hmm. Who yes. didn't? Who didn't? I know. Well, I mean, you know, we didn't have the internet. You know, you had happy days and uh, rubber cement. That was pretty much it. I was going on a walk with my son this morning and, um, and he, uh, you know, he was, you know, still getting, uh, getting a drink of water or something. I was sitting in, in the garage waiting and I don't bring my phone on things like that. Cause I don't want the distraction. I don't want that in my pocket. And I was sitting there and I was just looking, looking out, I was looking at the sky, I was watching the clouds moving. And it occurred to me that it's it really is a wonderful liberating thing to not have your phone sometimes to not have anything to look at and instead of the moment we feel a little bored or distract or you know want a distraction that you maybe look up at the sky instead of down at your phone and it was uh it was a lovely i just wanted to comment on that it was a no, lovely no, lovely I, few I'm, minutes I, i'm that i would not be opposed to that being discussed here um yeah i got two things on that because it's always two things with me um, uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, one is I'm eventually going to track down where I heard this the first time, but uh, whether or not this is true, accurate, and scientific, I have found it to be true, which is uh, people say um, when you're taking a walk, look for the chimneys. I'm sure I've mentioned this here before. I've given this advice to some friends who also discovered that there are 
shockingly positive effects to looking for the chimneys. So what does that mean? It means when you're walking along somewhere, mm-hmm. the the idea is you're focusing your attention on something that's not, <laughs> let's, let's not just beat up on phones, but like you, you're not, your mind is not just going, you know, my phone really makes me go a lot. So you're just walking along, you're walking, take out the headphones and look for the chimneys. And supposedly that has some positive physiological effects. I know it definitely has some mood and emotional effects for me. Cause like I say, it's a little bit of attention focused. It's not meditation. Mm-hmm. It's not relaxation. It's not mm-hmm. any of those things. It's it's forcing you to stop looking down for one thing, right? Whether that whether you're looking at the ground for hazards or looking at your phone for mm-hmm. like you're looking up, you're looking up with that little bit of focused attention. You're getting some sun, maybe a little bit. You're, but like it can be oddly. I, I know this sounds crazy, but next time you're out walking around. Try putting the thing away and look for the chimneys and do it for a few minutes. Don't do it for 30 seconds. Do it for a few minutes in a, in a somewhat mindful way. Again, this is not meditation. Don't, it's not meditation. Stop saying that. But it is looking up, um, looking for the chimneys. Um, try that. We try that as an experiment. I will definitely try that. We don't have a lot of chimneys in Texas, but my neighborhood has them. So I'll, I'm, I'm set. I'll be How all right. about um, satellite dishes? Oh, yeah, I wonder. We probably have some of those, too. I think we got enough chimneys here. Yeah. I mean, you could probably find something. You Oh, you got grackles there, right? Oh, yeah. We got a do lot they of beneath, those. Do they make, like, dummy owls or anything that scares away grackles? <laughs> what, do they, what do they put? To, how do you scare a grackle? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can. That's the downside. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, They're pretty not, resilient. Okay, I wish we had more, for, more crows the grackles. Or, or ravens here. We got some big-ass crows here, approaching raven-sized. I, love I that. saw a um, in our backyard probably two weeks ago now. A uh, red-tailed hawk went to town on a crow's nest. Really? Whoa, did it? Ever what did, go what to happened? Town. What did it do? Well, um, this was a day I was home with my daughter. I don't think it was a weekend. Didn't matter. But I heard I heard this <laughs> just this cacophony, yeah. a crow cacophony, in the in the in the yard. And I'm like, what is going on back there? And there's probably. I want to say at least a dozen, although it's probably more, crows like just swooping, doing these like um, flying sorties at this part of the tree. And I'm like, oh, I remember the last time that this happened, it was a Savannah cat going to town. Mm. Somebody, Somebody's $1,500 cat got out and went to town on- um, Those things Savannah are cats. like wild animals. Oh, they are. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a really good Vox video about these. I'll, I'll find for notes. Um, about people who are trying to breed- uh, domestic cats, like mm-hmm. fourth generation domestic cats out of wild animals. It's really interesting. Um, nope. In this case, I looked and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That was, uh, well, I won't t- tell you the name. We've named this particular hawk because he's around. He's got a name, but it's location oriented and don't be, don't be creepy. But no, he's just, he's just taking, he or she is, is taking their time going to town on the crow's nest. And you just see there's like a light flurry of tiny feathers coming mm. down, mm. and uh, you see, you see the hawk just slowly, ruefully tearing apart like bright red baby crow meat. Who do you root for in that? Do you root for the hawk because it's well, you a know, beautiful creature, or do you? You know what I'm saying? I don't want the crows I mean, to survive. What do you? I I just want people to be happy, and that includes crows and hawks. But you know, we all have our role. You know, uh, you got a food chain. You know, and if you break all the links, it's not a chain anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes. Now you just got a pile of metal. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun, don't we? You're excited about um, 
uh, the new Spider-Man movie coming out. You guys have any I am, plans to see it? I also have a number it? two. I have a number two. A number one and number two. Number one, number one was the chimneys. Number two is, uh, I, I have this new hobby where I, where I paint little lead men. Yes. And um, when I do it, um, I do it with my kid. I frequently do it by myself and make quite a mess. But uh, it's so interesting. Like, like, for example, last night I did it for on and off for a couple hours because you got to wait for stuff to dry. And mm. then I'm working on four or five at once so that I can have different things to do. I'm doing a wet palette now. I got a whole thing going on. But long story short, it, it is pretty shocking when I'm when I'm done and I go and I and I pick up my device and it's like, ah, why don't I ever remember how terrible this is? Mm-hmm. Why do I think this will make me happy? Not to say that I'm gonna I'm I'm not that middle aged and crisis oriented that I'm gonna paint lead men all day. Actually, they're plastic and pre primed so. But um, but I but you know what I'm saying like that little break away from uh, media, uh, and from the internet machine. It's like I don't know. It's one of those things like like I've said before. There's certain kinds of medication that you start taking it and you don't notice a difference. But if you stop taking it, you'd really notice. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with the internet sometimes. And I'm not here to drag the internet. It's it's where I learn verbs like drag. Um, it's fine. The internet's great. Like it's like it's my jam. But uh, but it is it is so um, I don't know, instructive to me when I take a little bit of time away, even if it's an hour or two. Um, like I say, like we go for a hike, we go you know a school performance, like whatever that is, and then I come back and it's like oh yeah, hell world. Yeah, that's still going on. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, it. What to to further your point? There's something so interesting to me about the way that we think of computers, and and by we, I mean those of us whose whose jobs or work involve using a computer. That there's a lot of the time when we're sitting down in front of them at work, in our office, or even at home, where it's almost like we sit down and we say, maybe not out loud, but in our minds, to the computer or to the iPad entertain me, provide me with stuff, give me something. We don't yeah, think oh, oh, of... Just take over my life and overwhelm me yeah, until you're done with me. Right. We don't, we don't really think of computers as tools that, as, as, uh, as a friend of the show, Horace Dead, you would say, that we have hired to do a job. A Whereas, mind for the bicycle. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if, if you... You know, if, if you had a, a really nice set of tools, a hammer and, and maybe some socket wrenches and things like that, you wouldn't walk out to the toolbox and just look at them and say, G- give me something. You'd say, I have to go fix something or I need to go build something. And you'd grab the tool that you need. You'd use it and you'd put it away when you were done, hopefully. Yeah. That's not how we think of computers, even though most of us are designers, developers, writers. Even you if you know, love your socket wrench, you're not going to spend 10 hours just turning it because that's because you have one. Right. But th- think of how much time most of mm-hmm. us spend in front of our computers, not yeah. doing work, not using them as tools, but simply saying, Oh, you know, give me something fun to think about or read or do. And, and there is, it's, it's very hard to define that line between I'm working at the computer and I'm something or browsing or diverting from work to refresh my mind or whatever. We're we're just, we're locked in. We're locked in. Yeah, I I totally agree. And uh, I'll do that thing where I state the obvious and hopefully it'll be insightful. Um, which is that like, you know, um, there's, you know, there's that joke, people like me always make, oh, I need it for my work. Like the truth is though, you do need it for your work. But like, this is, this is such a problem of ubiquitous computing today is that, um, okay, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about uh, painting D&D miniatures for just a second. I've started doing a thing where I try to find a high resolution painted version of something to 
decide if I want to paint it in that way. And of course, I'll never make it look anything the way they look in the pictures. But sometimes, especially with the um, WizKids figures, you can sometimes find really good high resolution images of like, oh, I didn't even notice that level of detail. Like even with my five pairs of glasses and six bright lights, I, I <laughs> didn't notice that level of detail. That's not an elbow. That's, that's a, a bit of armor covering his elbow. Like good to know. And I started doing like really silly stuff where like I'll take out an index card and I'll plan out what I want to do. Because the, the, it sounds silly, but it's, it's actually it's part of the fun in some ways of painting these is uh, there's some rules of thumb. You know, you generally do a base coat, you let it dry. Some people say dry brush next. Some people say wash next. Don't email me. Um, but there's little rules of thumb like paint in the order that that character would put on its clothes and armor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like from sort of from the inside out, there's all these little rules of thumb and I'll sit there with an index card and I'll kind of plan it out a little bit. I'll say, okay, well, I know this is going to be primarily mummy bone. Like her robe is going to be this. I'm going to use leather brown for this. I'm going to use monster brown for that. Uh, Army painter makes good paints, like them. Um, but then I'll also do a thing where I'll grab the iPad and the Apple pencil and I'll do a, a screen grab of that image and I'll do little call outs and decide, like it helps me to think about it before I do it. But, you know, sometimes I just want to just paint the figure. But I, maybe I want to go refer to the thing in Procreate where I'm doing the call-outs. Is that making any sense? I get a high-resolution yeah. image, and then I kind of plan out what color I think that <clears throat> sure. should be and that stuff. Um, it's silly, but it's my thing. Sorry. Um, but but it, all I really want to do at that point is paint and, and like look at the image, right? And so I'll set my display to not sleep for like 15 mm -hmm. minutes. And But of course, then what happens? Like, even if I'm spending this time to just do that thing, well, first of all, I mean, I, I really have to hold these two ideas in my mind. It's not unuseful to me to have that image. I don't, if, if I printed that out, I don't know what I, what kind of printer I've got. My, on my Epson printer, like, it would not look as good as that retina mm -hmm. image. It looks really good. It's cranked way up. It looks so great. But, I mean, I, I could live without it, but that's a little part of the process right, for right. me. But then what happens? I start getting the notifications. And so, like, I'm sitting there and trying to look at this thing, and I'm getting texts. And I'm getting, you know, just all the kinds of notifications that one gets. My, my, my point I'm trying to make is, um, on a really high level, it's so difficult to... I'm not talking about distractions. I'm not talking about procrastination. I'm just saying it's, it's so difficult at this point to be able to really zero in on finding that one socket wrench you need right now without all the tools falling on your head. Maybe not even all the tools, but like enough tools that you get like a CTE. Like you, <laughs> all you want to do is do this one thing. And I mean, that's just the big blowed out version of email, right? Like with email, you want to go in and just do this one thing. I, I finally made a bookmarklet years ago that would let me send mail without having to look at my inbox. Because mm. I don't need to look at my inbox right now. I'm not doing an inbox thing. I'm doing a sending email thing. And it sounds privileged, but like, I don't think, well, somebody should write a book about this. I don't think you should have to answer all your email every time you look right. at it. But um, in any case. Well, um, and there's that, there's a, the very simple practice then, and people, people struggle, and I'm one of them, with how do I spend less time in my email? How do I get less caught up with my email, et cetera? And I think one of the, the, the answers for this, I think, is Try the experiment of just like when you get into work, if you want, and this is how you'd like to start your day, run and, and do, do your email. And that might, you might set aside some time to do it. And you might say, I'm going to do it for 30 minutes or an hour or 15 minutes or whatever. Or maybe even if you want to go crazy until it's done, but that your, mm -hmm. your task is email. And then when you're done, close the email application and go and do the things that you need to do, which may have even sprung from those emails 
And that's it. And don't look at it again until maybe after lunch or maybe dinner. And mm-hmm. now there's people who are saying, there's no way I could do that. I which live is, from my email. True. And very true. For, you may, that may very be the case. True for some people, the nature of the, I've learned, I've come around to that idea that that is a somewhat privileged position because there are some people whose job it is to do right, that. To, to be ever, responsive if, to emails. Like that might right, be your job. But, I mean, you don't, you don't get bonus minutes from Will. Like you, those, there's a, there's a certain amount there that pie that ain't going to get any yeah. bigger. And so like all those email minutes, meaning you don't get all those other minutes for that. Right. It applies to everything, but yeah, no, well, what I was, yeah, I think what I was right. going to say is I think one of the, the first responsibilities that you have to yourself, if your job is not, I need to be responding to emails all day. That's my job is to give mm-hmm. yourself that opportunity to not be distracted by email because what I see happening both in myself in, in uh, uh, my coworkers over the years and just talking to people when we have these dumb email conversations is what happens is you, you, you go through your emails and then you start doing something and then there's a little sound or the little red badge shows up and you switch back over to your email and you read it and you say, oh, I, now I need to go and do this thing. And so then you shift gears and you start doing that other thing. And meanwhile, another email comes in and you, of course, go and look at it and say, oh, right, I need to go and do that thing. And now you're on your second or third thing that's away from your primary task. And maybe it happens <laughs> again and again and again. So now you've started five, six, seven different things. None of them are getting done because there's always another new email coming. And so closing the email away and putting it, putting it off of your radar means you can actually complete some of those tasks that, that came from it without that ongoing distraction, because we all love the new emails still kind of, even though half of them are spam, they still kind of feel like a little surprise, a little present of somebody said something to me. Somebody wanted to talk to me. Somebody's telling me about something interesting. And that's yeah, well, very you, alluring. Like, whether you want to whack the mole. Yes, though. you do. I mean, you need, you need to, you need to, might need to whack the mole for your own sanity. Like when the head pops up, you gotta you gotta bop right. it because right. like it, you need to make it go away. Um, I have an idea for a Dubai Friday challenge. I had one the other day, um, and I, I I don't know if they're gonna like it because it's not really our stuff. But um, you know the I, I need a better phrase for this. And I actually did spend some time googling is there a better phrase for this. But you know that 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 uh, the joke you know. Um, it's not a John Syracuse joke, but it became a bit because Syracuse is popping the stack, right? Pushing and popping yeah. the stack. And like, um, so I want a better term for what I'm proposing than that. Let's put it this way. Um, the challenge would be to notice yourself shaving at Yak. And to, to you know, uh, to, to notice yourself getting very involved in something and to do it like without breaking your flow to do sort of a little internal check to say, you know, what am I really trying to accomplish here? And do I, do I need to be doing so much like so broadly with what I'm trying to achieve here? And I, you know, sometimes I, I, and the reason I, I thought that would be a good challenge, it could be interesting for our listeners to try mm-hmm. too, but over the next week or so, try to catch yourself getting super involved and maybe even a little bit frustrated, irritated, worked up about something and then say, wait, stop, hang on, pause for one second I can always come back to this, but like, what, what am I really trying to accomplish here? And, and am I doing the thing that I thought I was doing a few minutes ago? Because there's uh, you know, in life and podcasting, you get drift yeah. and it's so easy <laughs> to end up drifting off into this other thing and get so super intensely involved. And now you're mad and now your shoulders are scrunched up. In my case, my neck is mm. tight and my, my posture, I look like a gargoyle and, and like, and I'll, I'll catch myself doing that. So yeah, the, my idea for that challenge and my, my, 
uh, provisional idea for, for you folks and me is to catch yourself doing that. I, I did it. I had a thing on Saturday that actually turned out to be incredibly useful, which is, um, long story short, a friend and I were wondering about something and how you could accomplish it using Plex. Mm-hmm. And it ended up for like an hour and a half, which sounds like a very long time, but you know, I didn't have anything else to do. I, um, I, I discovered all this great stuff basically about how to make a smart playlist with Plex and we're like, once you've set this filter option and saved it, you create a playlist. And I'd, I'd never noticed that you could do this before. And now you've created this thing where like, if you say, I want educational movies uh, released uh, before 1968 that are 720p or higher, uh, add those to this list in the order of year they were released. And it'll just do that. Now, in that case, that was really fun. My friend and I were texting for a good long while. And I, I think we solved the problem he was trying to solve. I learned a new thing. That was a good one. But then, then there are other times where I don't, I don't just go one, one step adrift. I might take two, I'm not going to say seven steps adrift, but I start with something I feel like I need to do. And maybe I haven't even really thought it out, but th- then I'm going, Rawr. and like, before I know it, I'm writing filters in Gmail. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, what, what are you, what were you initially trying to accomplish mm-hmm. that brought you down to the point where you now have seven tabs right. open and you're trying to do all these different things. And like, this is, this is really like one oh one back to work kind of stuff. Um, but I, I would say, um, that's a useful thing because it, it does come back to the phone again though, because so much of what we have and what we need, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you like, Oh, just buy a notebook, buy a Snoopy notebook and you'll be cool. Eh, okay, fine. But like sometimes you need to look stuff up and sometimes I need to put my exact burrito order into the notes document. Like there's all kinds of stuff where I do actually need this to conduct yeah. stuff. I, I mean, I do, I need the reminder that pickup is coming at this unusual time. I do. I need all those things. Uh, and, but that does create a kind of tyranny where, where in addition to risking the chance of being bored or, um, or risking the chance of feeling that we're missing out, um, e- even setting all that aside for a second, there's still that sense of like, if I untether myself from this, um, I won't know what I'm missing until it's too late. I've already missed it. And now I'm in trouble. Right. That's not what you want. So, yeah. But I mean, like you got to balance that. That's, that's why we get the big bucks as grownups, mm-hmm. uh, is, is that having to solve those kinds of thorny problems. I'm with you though. Leaving the phone at home, I'm scared to do that. Well, it's especially with the beta. Ooh, I have my, my, my watch is acting real squirrely. Weren't you just saying do, uh, that you, everything was good? Nobody, nobody's allowed to install betas unless it's for the. Yeah, work. I mean, and then then only on a secondary machine. Oh, at least and Tertia- then, I mean, the tertiary two most machine parts. It's very important that you write about the betas that no one is allowed to use because that's your job. And then the other part of that is then you have to yell at people who put the beta on their phone that you got to put on their, your phone because it's for your work. And that's very important. Dan, did you want to tell me about something I'd like, like to tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace. You can turn your idea into a cool new website. That's where it all begins. You got, yeah, I want to do, mm-hmm. Merlin, this is what you wake up in the morning. You say, Merlin, mm. I want to do yep. something and I want it to be on the internet. Where do I go? And the answer mm-hmm. is Squarespace because you can do really almost anything that you could imagine on a website with Squarespace and they make it so easy to do it. They make, you can drag and drop. You don't need to know any code and everything is integrated. Everything is built into it. Whether that's you want to embed a YouTube video, an audio file, super easy to do that. You want to have uh, a gallery that shows your photography. You can do that. You want to sell stuff online, whether it's digital stuff or real stuff, they'll help you do that. And they make it so easy, especially to ship like physical goods, they have like a whole thing that calculates the shipping for you. I mean, they've really, truly thought of everything. 
including their domain name registration place now too. So if you want to get a domain name, you can do that. They'll help you make a logo. I mean, they have everything and they have thought of everything. Of course, you can customize the look and feel and all the settings. You can build your products and you can do all of this. And the key to this is it's very easy to do. When they roll out a new feature, when they when they do something that allows you to, to build that feature for your website, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be cumbersome. It's not just filling out lots of fields and forms. It's drag and drop and it's drag and drop in a way that, that seems impossible, but they make it easy. And that's what they're encouraging you to do is to make it yourself and make it stand out and do that with Squarespace. Special URL to go to is squarespace.com slash it's your show. You'll get a free trial that supports us. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code. It's your show one word. And you'll save 10% sure. off your first, first purchase of a website or a domain. And Merlin, that's all I have to say about that. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Promo code it's your show for 10% off your first website or domain. Thanks, Squarespace. Puck, puck. <clears throat> um, I have some... Um, Stuff here from our, I got a few really little quick things from our, our listeners that I wanted to share. Uh, is that cool? Please do. Please. 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 Um, listener Joshua, uh, I'm going to be going commando here because I don't have these emails in front of me. All I have is my Joshua. Was, but I type on my computer. Wasn't Joshua what? the name of Whopper mm-hmm. yep. in uh, War yep. Games? Wait, wasn't Joshua the, was Joshua the password? Joshua, was it the password? It was the name of the, the boy. Son. It was Dr. Falcon, Dr. Falcon's, Dr. Falcon's son, yeah. right? But wasn't the computer also Joshua somehow? Frank Frankenstein is the doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Frankenstein's King monster is, is the is the right. monster. Burger King is the home of the Whopper. And Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho. Um listener Joshua uh <laughs> writes with a uh, hmm? Hi. You were you were you were you were pissing and moaning, uh, understandably, about how frustrating it is when you're trying to do stuff on a YouTube page, and uh, <clears throat> you know there's the the space bar can stop the video unless you're not on the thing, and then you got to click the thing, and uh, so he suggested uh, something I'd noticed before but never used. Um, he um, he kindly let us know that pause and play uh, on YouTube can be accomplished with the meta keyless uh, letter K. Which caused me to explore, and a page you can find in notes is Keyboard Shortcuts for Who YouTube. Knew? Which I did, did to go look at these. Did you know these? I, did you know you I can- didn't, and I did the same thing after he sent that in. I, I was immediately went and tried it, and that indeed, you can hit K, and uh, and it, it, it does indeed cause the video to stop and start playing. It's uh, fantastic. Look at JNL. Yeah, they jump forward and jump backwards. I'm going to use that. That's good. Uh, closed captions with a C. No more smashing uh, anyway, the um, uh, space bar like an idiot anymore. That's the top, 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 done. Top, top, top. Done with that. Like a monster. Yeah, Those yeah, days are behind so thank me. Thank you to uh, listener Joshua. The computer in um, war games. Oh, home of the Whopper. Uh, listener Andy <laughs> had written in um, over a week ago. What were we? Oh, we were talking about uh, the wonderful world of Disney. And uh, all the all the dad stuff you think about with Disney parks as you get older, the you know all the sort of details of how you um, manage and maintain a place like mm-hmm. Disney Disney World. Um, and listener Andy uh, turned me on to this series of books 
And the first one that I have picked up and, and personally bought with money, Anatomy of a City. Uh, let me see. So look in show notes and let's see if you get any look inside stuff here. This is really my jam. A book like this. Oh, they don't have any look inside oh. stuff. But you know those kinds of books like, 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 um, who's the guy? Who's the XKCD guy? Randall Monroe, like his explainer book stuff. Like when I was a kid, there were like the DK books. Um, any of those books with lots of cross sections of like a Millennium Falcon and stuff like that. Any of those books that like explain how stuff works with callouts. Ooh, I'm so yeah. into that. This book by Kate Asher called The Works, colon, Anatomy of a City, is so fun, and I really, really like it. It's um, it's just this book, this very graphical book that explains, like, how train tracks work and, like, how, how sewers work. And um, it's really well done. It's not overly... Um, you know, complicated to where like you need need an engineering degree to understand it, but uh, it's a real good toilet book and uh, just nice nice bedtime reading. Um, I would not fall asleep on the toilet if you can avoid it. Uh, that's how all this. <laughs> yeah, died. that is. That's actually why he died. Yeah, Heartbreak mm-hmm. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Guy, wait, what am I thinking? Blueberry Hill. Wait. Anyway, so he he found his thrill on Blueberry Hill, and uh, you know, Wapapalula. So uh, the works Anatomy of a City recommended. Um, it could be a good kid book, too. If you've got a nerd kid, I can just say it's a cool mm-hmm. book. And there's some other ones here. Um, is this one The Heights? Yeah, The Heights, not the Lin-Manuel Miranda play. But uh, Anatomy of a Skyscraper explains how skyscrapers work. So I love stuff like this. If you need a gift for the dork in your life, or uh, if the dork in your life is you, mm-hmm. check out these Kate Asher books. They're really good. Uh, and then finally from this, now I, I must tell you, I, uh, I appreciated this email. I have not had time to do a super deep dive on this. Let me actually pull up this email cause it's really good. I hope this is okay to read. I think it is. L- listener Jennifer wrote us a really nice note. Um, my close friend, uh, Len Testa did his master's thesis on how to get through the how Disney world quickly and frequently thinks about how they are going to get everyone on the gondolas outside of the international gateway exit after the fireworks. He has the data on how long everyone will wait for each ride and often wonders how someone gets in the line at 360 minute wait time, but not 365. So, um, something I, I put into notes. Um, this is a, I think it's a multi-part piece. And I, like I said, I have not read this in detail yet. I, I glanced at it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's an article, uh, with this guy on, um, like a theme park nerd, um, website. Uh, Len Testa uh, talking about uh, how to do stuff with Disney. He's he's fun. He's he's high energy. He's really cool. Check it out. Thank you to uh, Lister Jennifer for sending that. Thank along. you, Jennifer. Buck buck. Um, you got anything? I, I got a couple listener no, letters. Keep, keep going. You're you're on a roll. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, Cloudflare. How's it going with Cloudflare? Let's check in. I think it's fine. Yard sale. Let's see here. Okay. Um, oh boy, the picture in picture on uh, Apple TV. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it only works in their busted ass weird TV app, but hopefully they'll, there'll be some API thing that allow others to use it, but it's pretty so, neat. So this means you could, you could walking. be like browsing or looking at one show while another plays in a little picture in picture window. Is it that simple? It should. Well, it's difficult to say right now because it is literally only in the TV app, but like what you can do right now. So like, if you navigate your way in and start playing something in the TV app, when you touch the little pad, you see this little kind of arrow mm-hmm. dingus. Mm-hmm. And if you click that, uh, it pops it down into the corner. You can even pick which corner it goes to. And then um, you can move around. Now, <clears throat> I think once it's fully implemented, you'll be able to go, I think, pretty much anywhere on Apple TV. And it'll 
keep that's going, great including including supported services right, right. so like I guess theoretically you could if if it's if it's implemented in the way it seems it could be implemented if they the providers choose to support it you could be like watching watching Toy Story 2 while you're looking at um MSNBC it's nice it's not you know overdue android already did it whatever it's um it's cool though don't 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 get the OS uh don't get the betas though unless it's for your Yeah work. I mean you or else maybe on a tertiary machine yeah, TV's my work. So that's cool. <laughs> Having your calls, unknown calls, go to voicemails pretty nice yeah. too. Yeah, that's not on TVOS though. Don't don't install it beta. Um did you have Duke Boys? Didn't you have um another thing that you wanted to uh Well yeah, I want to thank Linode. That's Linode. That is everybody loves Linode. You can spin up a server with your distro. You can. And I I've used Linode for many, many years. Uh, for five by five and for fireside and uh, and I I really really like the way that they work the way that they set up they actually recently launched a brand new I guess you call it a dashboard or control panel whatever you want to whatever you want to call it but it it really really is nice and what Linode is is it lets you instantly deploy and manage a server in the Linode cloud. Back in the old days, if you wanted to host something or if you wanted a server to, to do work or to provide services, there would need to be a physical piece of hardware installed. And they have come so far from those days. Now, one of the best things you can do is what's called a VPS, a virtual private server. This means you get your own dedicated server, but it's actually running on really, really big hardware that they can kind of carve up into smaller pieces based on what you need. So maybe you want a server that has two gigs of RAM and a certain size hard drive. You can do that or you can upgrade it. You can go and they have tons and tons and tons of different options for you, depending on what you need. And then you get to pick the Linux distribution that you want to run on it. So you've got tons and tons of choices there. For me, I usually go with the latest LTS distribution of Ubuntu, but do what you want. I'm not telling you what to do. It's not my place. Mm -mm. Nope. But they really have, and they've got tons of data centers. They just opened some new data centers. There's uh, one in Canada one in Brazil. They've got something called object storage. Basically what that means is it's, it's like a, a hard drive that grows as you need it to grow. And they've got that in all locations. They've got built-in backups. They've got load balancers. They've got backup and warehousing. So it's like their alternative to Google cloud or S3. Uh, they've got so much stuff. And, and their data centers are all around the world. Plans start, you can get a, a, a tiny little server, a gig of RAM uh, for only five bucks a month. And then you can stay, have Jeez. these high memory plans. You can start at 16 gigs. So really it's, it's whatever you want to do. They've got a seven day money back guarantee. And it's like I said in the beginning, you can get a server up and running in under a minute. And uh, they, they're, they're giving you a special discount uh, because you're a, a listener of this show. Go to linode.com slash back to work and uh, and go check it out that just going to that url supports the show there'll be something special for you there to learn about linode and again this is what i use this is what we use at five by five fireside i trust I know it. so many people who use this they run i have a friend who runs his own entire podcast no, network off yeah. of linode this is you can but you can also start little for that five dollars a month that's been so go check it out and support the show in the process at linode l-i-n-o-d-e linode.com slash back to work and we appreciate their great job hosting our stuff and uh, and their ongoing support. Thanks, Linode. Thanks, Linode. Puck, puck. I used to say Linode. 
Well, a lot, of, you know, it, it comes from the 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 <clears throat> Linux slash Linux. When I first started using Linux, shouldn't we say Linux? <sighs> Isn't his name Linus? L- L- Linus, I think. I don't know how. I, I always I think thought it's it was Linus. I think it right. Linux. Let's but, be honest. Uh, yeah, I used to call it Linux, and then I switched to FreeBSD and didn't have to say it anymore. And then I went back to Linux oh, again. See, BDSM, Linus Torvalds. <laughs> Penis is that what is that what free BSD? I don't know. No, I'm just googling. I'm just googling. Up. He apologizes for being a dick. Oh my gosh, he's he's done a lot of stuff here. Linus rhymes with penis. Mm. Okay. Um. Or you know, let, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to work blue. It could also be weenus. Mm. So they probably should say Linode. <clears throat> Listener Pete, uh, I don't have an answer to this. You know, my favorites are the ones I don't have an answer yeah. to. I prepare a little bit, but then, then sometimes I just like, I oh, do. Hmm, I do like the ones where you uh, prepare. I appreciate you mm-hmm. saying that. Um, you know, I'm just just as God made me, sir. <sighs> uh, listener Pete uh, has a question about circular thoughts. Boo, circular thoughts. I wonder if you guys could talk sometime in the show about circular thoughts. I'm usually pretty unstressed and enjoy being organized with an S. I generally don't have trouble sleeping. Whenever I have something going on, though, that is unresolvable at the time by organizing alone, I find myself waking up at two and being awake for hours, having negative circular thoughts about every possible topic in life, topic in life, and my mind slips into anxiety. Mm. Hmm, that's weird. I don't have that. By morning, I'll generally feel a bit better. Uh, and when I discuss the issue of not sleeping to my wife or a coworker, my circular thoughts sound relatively minor in the light of the day, light of day. For example, right now we're planning a home, et cetera, et cetera. You, you get mm-hmm. the idea. Any experience in training your mind to let go or habits that might help replace the circular thoughts? Thank you to listener Pete. Circular thoughts, also known in the OCD community as looping. Looping. Loop, a looper. Looping thoughts. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I can't stop thinking of caddy. It's track. a good show. Uh-huh. Parts you of know, it. A little something, uh, you know, for, for the effort. <laughs> <laughs> looping looping can be a- on your deathbed you will achieve total consciousness so i got that going <laughs> for me which is nice okay now we close the loop so with the <clears throat> looping, i know what he's talking about with the looping thoughts for sure and it's one of those things it's and and he's right in that in the in the middle of the night or early morning hours for many people i think is when for whatever reason, those thoughts seem to have more power, don't they? They mm-hmm. seem to. There's something about that time frame where these 100%. these crazy thoughts that, like he said, in the light of day are like, who cares? But that at like four in the morning is like, oh my God, it, it's the end of the world. They seem huge. And... um I don't know why that is, but I definitely have experienced similar things where, you know, you'll, you'll wake up and you'll have this pervasive negative thought process that is very catastrophic. Yeah. yeah. I don't have an answer no, for I, it I'll either. Eventually, um, it doesn't take me very long to eventually arrive at my undoing. I like the exact <laughs> right, like, right. punch list yeah. that it's going to take to destroy me. Um, Horrible. Yeah, it is. Um, this is a uh, post from uh, the Penny Arcade guy from a few years ago. Um, I'll put in notes. Uh, so I've always worried about things. I also always knew that most of the time there was nothing to worry about. For me, it wasn't even just worrying about something. I understand that everyone worries. The best way I can describe it is chain worrying. Chain worrying. 
Well, yeah. yeah. I, I've tried to describe that feeling in the past as being almost like a spider web or something, something that starts out with just literally a thought mm. and then boo, like shoots out in a million directions. I love that phrase, chain worrying. I don't love it, did you, but it's Did really you coin apt. that? No, no, no. This is the Penny Arcade. Oh, the Penny game. Arcade still. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I jumped ahead and gave you more no, no, credit no, no, than no. you needed. No, I don't need no. credit. I just want people to be I happy. Uh, and I, I think that is a very apt name for, for what we're talking about here. Um, so before we talk about solutions, I want to talk more about what this is, because I think part of the solution is figuring out what the thing is. Uh, let's, let's cut to the chase. Uh, however, we ended up like this, um, thoughts have power over Mm -hmm. us in a way that feels unwholesome Mm -hmm. and definitely feels, you know, defeating. It's depressing. Like it's according to Hoyle, capital D depressing. Mm -hmm. To like find yourself, I don't know, you know, I don't know, you know, which is the cart and which is the horse, but like Jiminy Christmas, isn't it horrible that the occurrence of a thought can have an impact on our life in that particular way? And not in the usual way of like, I wonder if I have enough automobile insurance, but more in the way of like, ah, kind of feeling like, how could, how, how did I get this way in life that a thought can cause that? And that, so the beginning of the, what I'm here quoting as chain worrying is it could start with something real simple. Like in this fellow's talking about, um, um, planning, planning a, um, a house that he's, that he and his, I guess his family are going to build. Uh, boy, that's a real good cause for anxiety. Like that's, that's a well-earned cause of anxiety. Um, a classic in the sense that like, what could be a more anxiety producing affair than something that costs a ton of money and you have almost no control over? Um, so I, I mean, first of all, listener Pete, I feel you, um, obviously the cards on the table. I I get this all the time. Um, and I don't think we have enough time to talk about how we get this way completely but it's just one kind of asterisk or footnote or you know observation uh however we got this way it becomes a habit uh, and un- probably hopefully an unintentional habit but it's it's you know it's it's like those guys who go to the gym but never do their legs right like they got the biggest <laughs> chest in the world but get those little skinny right. legs and um whatever muscle you exercise will develop or break. <laughs> and if the, the, this is the muscle of worry, this is the muscle of concern. And like, um, so I don't know exactly how each of us in our own way gets that way. I think there's definitely some chemical and emotional and mental components to it, but however we got that way, that's how we are, at least for now. And so then it, it, to me, then that I, I, I don't, I don't know how reasonable this is as an approach, but I'll, I'll toss it out. Um, cause sometimes it helps me. Um, I mean, first of all, I mean, <laughs> you, what's that phrase you always, you've always used? Oh, do you believe your thoughts? Right. Is that, that, is that the phrase? You yes. Use? I mean, do you, do you, do you, or Gil Fronstall quoting him is, is, do you okay, believe yeah. your thoughts is what, is what he said do is, you, you know, and, and I don't think he was suggesting. Cause, cause look, if you have a thought, if you have a thought for a second that you're Ronald McDonald, <laughs> like most people will work through that. In, in an hour or so, right? You, you'll get to <laughs> Most the point people where like, would, yes. A, <laughs> well, no, you see what I'm saying? Like, just because you thought of something, this is, again, a huge OCD problem, is that you get the thought, and then the thought is more real than anything real you've ever experienced in your life. And like, there's no counting or unplugging right. or rechecking that's, that's going right. to no, that, right? No, that's absolutely right. And I think, you know, I think the, the essence of what Gil was saying, and um, this is my interpretation of it anyway, is 
we're having thoughts constantly in our head. And there is, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's our society, if it's our culture, if it's just human nature, but our first response, generally speaking, is to believe our thoughts as opposed to perhaps question them or just examine them and, and, or let them fly, just, just fly just past by like a little right. minnow that you don't need That's to right. There, you know, because we have these thoughts constantly, constantly of, mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand, we're always evaluating things. We're looking at things and saying, that's good. That's bad. That's not the way I want it. That is the way I want it. I wish this would last. I wish this would end. I wish it would just be the way that it used to be. I won't ever want it to be the way it used to be. I want it to be that way, but I can't get it. Why can't I do anything to prevent the way it <laughs> used to be from happening? That's right. And those are the mm-hmm. thoughts that we have all the time. But then we're also making little observations about things and saying this, you know, why we should try this. I shouldn't do that. And, and, there, why do we trust those things? Why do we trust our thinking so much? Um, mm-hmm. You know, put put some t- take some time to add in that step of I had a thought, I believed it, I took an action. To I had a thought, I examined it, then I made a decision, and that's a very powerful place to be, and it's also a very very difficult thing to do. But mm-hmm. if if you have like I have found sometimes when I'm when I'm laying there and I'm going to sleep and, and maybe I have a thought like that, uh, that, that is, you know, maybe repeating something that happened in the day or regret about, Oh, I shouldn't have said this thing or, Oh, I should have done this other thing. And it's very easy. I find, especially at that time when it's, it's dark and you're in bed, it's very easy to get kind of wrapped up. And the one practice that I've tried that for some reason seems to work is I say to myself, I'm not going to make any progress trying to work this detail out. There, there's nothing going to come of this. I'm going to think about something else now and just not mm-hmm. allowing myself to return to that thought. That's very, very hard to do, I've found. But that if you can do it and if you can train yourself to let go of that thinking, to let go of that thought, to say, you know what? I'm not going to resolve anything right now. But the trick is this, and this is the one thing that has worked for me. I didn't invent this, but I can't remember where I read it. And that is make an appointment with yourself about when you're going to think about it. You simply say now at 1130 at night is not the appropriate time to think about this and have this internal conversation with myself. This is the wrong time to do it. But that's not enough because you know yourself well enough to say, yeah, I know, but you're not going to think about it later. But instead, make an appointment with yourself and you might say, okay. After I drop the kids off at school, while I'm driving to the office, that's when I'm going to think about this issue. So that's going to be at eight. You're taking control. Twenty tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. That's my appointment with myself to think about this thing, and mm-hmm. live up to it. Keep the appointment. Don't put it aside. Think about it, and you might even look forward to it and say, "Good, now I don't have to think about this right now while I'm in bed in the dark you're trying to sleep." Taking control, and you've made it into something. You're controlling that situation now, and you can actually, like you say, look forward to it in the sense that, like, oh, I can do something about this. Then I can't do anything about can't this. Can't do now, anything about it in bed, can now. I? No. Right. Yes. 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 Appointment with yourself. That's good. Uh, boy, I got, I got a lot to say about this. I'll try and keep it short. Um, I'm going to go back to another one of those, uh, pithy cliches or aphorisms that has served me so well, um, is that I'm, I'm the sky, not the weather. Like whoever, whoever said that is so smart. I am the sky, not the weather. 
uh, which is pretty hippy dippy, but but really, like think about it for a second. Like, however, you you come up with your own analogy or metaphor or story for that, but like that is an overarching bit of insight that I have found very useful over time. And, and well, let's just let's be real stupid and talk about what that means. That one of the tragedies of something like circular thoughts, the the tragedy is that like you will. For as long as that thought has control over you, or for as long as you cede control of that thought existing and, and, and kind of being there, I mean, every, like you say, everybody has thoughts, but like, why, why, does that, why is that one so persistent? Well, it supports some kind of narrative about who you are that scares the shit out of you, yeah, probably. Yeah. On some level, like you've just found something that is very sharp to your soul. And you kind of can't help but keep turning it over until you feel like you can like wrestle it to the ground and you're never going to wrestle it to the ground. Like that's, that's happening. Mm -hmm. Like this Mm -hmm. is, so when I say I'm the sky, not the weather, well, yeah, that's corny. But what that, what that means is that I, is there a world in which I can imagine myself having the worst conceivable thoughts about the worst conceivable Mm -hmm. things, but not feeling obligated to become those things? Which it's, that sounds subtle and a little bit like interest psych, but, but really think about that. Is it, am I obligated to become my worst thoughts? Or is it possible that I could be the sky instead of the weather? The sky, the, you know, <laughs> the sky doesn't become rain. The sky encompasses and p- rain passes through it. And sunshine passes through it, or however you want to think mm-hmm, about that, mm-hmm. right? It's like, what if I could, what if I could sit with this? And you do not have to be a swami to like do this. You could just be like a normal person who notices yourself feeling obligated to become your thought and saying, like, gosh, this this sucks. This sucks. I'm hating this. But I'm not, I'm gonna have these terrible thoughts. But I'm I'm gonna all that time I'm gonna watch that little movie right. go by or I'm gonna watch that rainstorm right. go by and I'm not gonna feel obligated to feel I am fated to become my worst thought. Right. And that can be think about when you're very, very ill. Like if you got the flu, like you recently right. had. Like when you're really, really sick, God knows there are certain kinds of ah, sicknesses and disease that just don't end super well for people. But if you've got a little cold in particular, like you're you're kind of, you know, you're eventually going to be okay. As I like to say, I don't ask people if they're feeling better. I say, I hope pretty soon you feel less bad. Mm-hmm. And there will be a day when you feel less bad. And you know that. You don't feel like you're obligated to have that cold for the rest of your life. And you don't, certainly don't feel like that cold is literally going to get worse every day for the rest of your life. Why? <laughs> right. Because you're a reasonable person and you know that colds are a thing that lasts from one to 21 days. It's very rare that you have a cold for six years. And it's very rare that you have a cold for eight minutes. Okay, orders of magnitude. I am going to have this cold. It's going to suck. And then it's going to go away. But I'm not going to become the goddamn cold is what I'm saying. I love that. So you, you, you get your mind however you need to with this. But, but I, I do think it's valuable to say, I, I, you know, to realize, to really think this and believe this in a way that you customarily just believe whatever Ronald McDonald shit goes through your head is to get yourself to where you really do believe I do not have to become my thoughts. And in a similar way to you scheduling an appointment with yourself, I think there's a cognitive benefit to that. I think there's a cognitive benefit to saying, wow, whatever, whatever crazy emotional goulash is being cooked up in my mm-hmm. head is not who I have to always be. That a, a thought, I do not have to become the thought. I'm prattling on, but um, I, I, I feel for you, um, what's our listener's name? Listener um, Pete. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
in the, you know, again, in accordance with that book that I, that I read not long ago that I keep talking about, um, stopping the noise in your head, you know, in some ways it's a, it's kind of a turns out where like it, it, you want to think that you can distract your way out of it or you can shout your way out of it, that you can like yell down your OCD or your anxieties. And if that works for you, that's cool. But for most of us, it doesn't work. If, if it worked, it wouldn't be like, like, like they say, you know, the problem with alcohol is that real problems float. And in this case, you, I think it's difficult to shout down an anxiety. You can't get meaner and madder than yes, anxiety. Yes, that's right. The anxiety has your number in a way that you don't. <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, like, what if, what if you caught yourself, uh, noticed yourself, found yourself saying, that is just a thought. Mm-hmm. It's just, dude, really think about that. It is just a thought. Should a thought hurt this much? And it won't always work. There will be terrible times. But even when there are the terrible times, you say to yourself, I'm not going to be sick, sick for 14 years. I can make it through this. I, this guy can handle a little bit of rain and I can handle losing an hour of sleep. That's another one. As far as the appointments with yourself, if you really, really super can't sleep and you got anxiety, you know what I say? Now you make an appointment with yourself right this goddamn second, which is I'm going to get up. I'm going to be up for one hour. I'm going to take a shower. Then I'm going to come back to bed and I'm going to fall asleep. Don't ruminate over it for three hours. You can't yell it down. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a journey, but you have to, you have to be somewhat, um, a weird combination of tough on yourself and easy on yourself. You have to be uh, tough on yourself in the sense of saying like, oh my God, you know, am I going to allow this to become my life? But also a little bit easy on yourself where you say like, if this does become my mm-hmm. life, will it kill mm-hmm. me? Will that, will this thought literally kill me? No, I will do this to myself. Do I really want to keep doing this to myself? And again, I don't have a long-term solution for how you fix this, but th- these are thoughts or these are um, thought technologies that, that have been useful to me. Just remember you're this guy, not to weather, keep looking for the chimneys, take a shower. That's all I have to say about that listener, Pete. That's a good response. The one thing that, that, that my good. therapist uh, many years ago, you know, probably 10 or 15 years ago had said to me when I was talking to her about after I had been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and I was talking about it. One of the things that she said was she's like, you know, and that this kind of goes back to our early conversation about I'm just sitting in a room using a computer and like nothing's really happening right now. Just a guy guy in a room. It's, it's a similar concept in that just like take us, especially, especially if you're feeling something like anxiety where frequently there is a physical aspect to this. Like you might, your chest might feel tight, for example. That's something a lot of people with anxiety uh, might, might normally feel. That you, know, mm-hmm. that, that you might say, you might actually take yourself out of the thinking process because as you said perfectly, you can't shout it down. But what can you do? You can focus on a different aspect of it and say, wait a minute, what am I feeling right now? I think I'm, for example, we'll say anxiety. I'm feeling anxiety. Okay, what... What does anxiety feel like? Okay, there is a tightness in my chest. Okay, and my shoulders mm-hmm. are scrunching up. Okay, and just focus on that and, and focus on it in a way that's not reactive. Not, I need to find a way to loosen my shoulders up or I need to breathe. You're just, taking, you're just taking, just note, taking of note of it. Taking stock of it, mm-hmm. saying to yourself, what, what does it feel like to be a person who is experiencing anxiety right now? Simple little mm-hmm. question like that can completely derail that other kind of thinking. So, ah, I, to- I totally, I totally agree. A- another, I think a laudable goal of this, um, you know, like they say, when something horrible is happening to you, something, you know, something unexpectedly bad is happening to you. And, 
I mean, maybe not catastrophic, mm-hmm. but when something really crummy has happened, you say to yourself something like, oh, this will make a great story later. Or um, like they say in, um, in, the, in the Bruce Springsteen song, one day we'll look back on this and it will all seem funny. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting uh, to think about rather, you know, they say like whatever, like a comedy is the opposite of tragedy. Right, like right. Well, what if, what if instead of utter existential dissolution, you wonder to yourself, what would it, what would it look like if I found a way for this to eventually um, be funny? Like one way you can <laughs> take some of the piss yeah. out of that thought torrent is to, and, and you know, you, your, your brain will know if you're faking this, but you, if you can find a way to laugh at yourself a little bit about that, it's very, very difficult to do, but it can be very cathartic to realize the, the parts of yourself that are on the face of it absurd. The, the ways in which you are acting in a way that if you told this story to someone, it would sound like, it would sound farcical. Right. I'm not saying that's the way to get out of it at 2 a.m., but that's one way, one thing to move toward. Maybe that next morning when you wake up and you, and you don't feel like you're going to be subsumed by your thoughts, look back on it and go, God, what a nut. Look at that guy. What was I doing? I don't know. Um, it sucks, though. It does, it does suck. I don't think there's an easy solution for any of this. It's, you know, like so many of these maladies, people who don't have it are just going to roll their eyes, which is, you know, kind of understandable. You know, I don't understand why people like football, but like, I'll be okay. You know, <laughs> in this case, like people look at somebody who has like an anxiety uh, disorder right. and they must think like, God, we'll just stop doing yeah. that. Which in one way is really good advice. That's actually really good advice. In one way is just stop doing that. But like, it's not, that is, that is um, very much in the department of easier said than Oh that. yeah. Like stop feeling so sad. Like, oh, yeah. oh, have you tried not being a mutant? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to uh, listener Pete and uh, good luck with all of your things and uh, uh, take a shower for God's sake. Wrap, wrap, wrap a hot towel around your head. Repeat. Good repeat. Soup. Repeat. Repeat. Mm-hmm. Re- is, that, is that our nickname for this listener? Listener. Well, repeat? he's having looping, looping thoughts. So. <gasps> repeat. You just blew my mind. Know. Is that R-E dash Pete? Yeah. Or you could, repeat. you could do like repeat, d- repeat, duck, duck case and R-E Capital P, duck case, you know. Duck case, duck case. Yeah. Red duck leather, typing. yellow leather. <laughs> <laughs> what is <laughs> duck case? Bulk bag. Yeah. <laughs> Goldenberg shoes. All right, let's button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin man. <laughs>